0: Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. How to remove drama in your cleaning business. Would you like to know the answer to that? Well, stick around, because let's get a Funny Papers edition first. This particular funny story is mine. It's me observing what happens when I live my life. This story happened to me twice on our family trip to Florida in the month of February of 2023. I'll pose the question first. Have you ever gone to the restroom because you had to unload some thoughts so to speak you needed to have some time to think to sit to stew a time of release you might say why does it happen almost every time in churches i don't know why but in churches this is what happens there's these automatic lights you go in the light goes on yay You have a seat. Apparently, you take more time than what the timer was programmed for. And the lights go off. And there you are sitting alone in a restroom in a stall with all the lights out. It's pitch dark. What do you do? Well, I have experience in this. Like I said, it happened twice in Florida. And it's happened numerous times before. I don't know what it is with churches. I guess they're trying to save money. So if you're going to churches, seriously, people, tithe. Send more money to your churches so they can invest in lighting that stays on the whole time you're in the bathroom. Now, what do you do when you're in such a predicament as I was in multiple times? Thankfully, I have a smartphone. What do I do? A couple options here. I stay in the dark and finish my time a release. When I'm done, I put the phone light on and I put it on top of the toilet paper dispenser, f- pushing the light up in the air so I could illuminate the stall. Then I can take care of the final piece of business, navigate my way back into the main part of the restroom, and then by some stroke of magic, the lights go on because it sensed me again. That is is option one option two i'll just mention it because it rarely ever works when those lights go off i frantically start waving my hands in the air to see if i would be censored and usually nothing happens i just make a lot of noise (laughs) that's the second one but it has worked before where the lights do come back on so again churches Give your churches more money so they can afford a better sensor system or to have a regular switch that goes on and turns off when you're done. Option three, and this is very hopeful, you're in there, it's dark, and thankfully someone else comes in the restroom. They get censored, the light turns back on, but then they're a little bit weirded out when there's noise from inside of the stall they're thinking uh there was someone in the dark going to the bathroom that is messed up so you definitely wait until they leave until you finish up your duty and walk over to wash your hands that's just some basic when the lights go out bathroom etiquette for you i don't proclaim to know all of the answers my mo is to listen more than i talk For two reasons. For one, I might be stuck in a bathroom (laughs) with no lights on. No, I'm just kidding. For one, I can learn from anyone. I am not above anyone. Everyone has something that they can teach me. Secondly, I am emotionally sensitive and want to hear others speak so that I can try to relate to them or possibly find a way to help them. This is my nature. Why did you just say all of that, Ken? I am so glad you asked. I am going to enter into the podcast title now, How to Remove Drama in Your Cleaning Business. Recently, I was perusing the posts, the questions, the problems of residential house cleaners in my friend Angela Brown's professional house cleaners group. By the way, if you haven't heard Angela's double interview on the Smart Cleaning School, you need to. This moment and snag success with Angela Brown are epic. I have followed Angela's group for seven to eight years now and will stop by from time to time to comment on posts to help others. At least that's my goal. Why do I say that? Because sometimes people with some pride, don't like my comments, or sometimes I might have some pride and they don't like my comments. So that does go both ways. The door does swing both ways there. As in other free help groups, I see a common theme of posts. About 80% of the posts are from newer cleaners asking how to clean, what to use, how to deal with people, and how to price. 10% Are strategy questions and 10% are wins from members. Don't quote my numbers, it was a guess from experience. When I peruse, I don't enter into the majority of the posts. Rather, I focus on the business strategy and people issues posts. I believe these are the most important to building a successful company. Therefore, I will spend my time 80-20, right? 20% of the posts are the ones I can help, but I believe it gives 80% of the benefit to those that are reading. On my recent perusing of posts, I noticed a pattern of common questions and issues that I've listened to over the years. Here's a few from residential and a few from janitorial. My customers don't respect me as they're cleaner, and they won't pay me what I'm worth. This one customer is constantly watching me clean and timing me. I have a few customers that constantly reschedule or cancel service. How do I tell them this isn't okay? They post a recent text thread from a high drama client and vent. This customer is complaining again. They want me to use their cleaning products and vacuum cleaner. How do I tell them I use my own? I get a customer complaint every Monday morning about something little that was missed in their office. One of my customers keeps asking me to do extra things, not in the contract or the cleaning arrangement. Just because they pay a lot of money for their cleaning service, they feel like they own me or I work for them. I don't like getting bossed around. Okay, did you like like those questions and my voice imitations? I'm not imitating any one person. I'm just pulling some voices that I felt like doing for fun. Side note, I read out loud to my children every night and I have been doing it For over a decade, probably closer to 15 years, I always make up character voices. I could totally be an audiobook reader. In fact, if you ever hear me read Harry Potter from my son Kenny, we're on book number six of seven right now, I've got a pretty good Hagrid voice. Oh, Harry Potter's not a wizard. Oh, Fang. Oh, Harry. And there you have it. Let me get back to the episode at hand. So you heard all of those questions, all of those problems, all of those issues, all of those complaints. These questions are all pain points for cleaning business owners. I have personally experienced each of them over my 18 years in the industry. I am empathetic and I recognize these issues for what they are. They are high drama, period. I did a fun episode called Why I Fired My First Client a little bit ago where I divided all of our clients into four groups. Now, if you want to go find this episode, you can go in my show notes and I've linked it there or just look it up, Why I Fired My First Client. Here's the four groups I separated my client into. Low paying and high drama is the first one. High paying and low drama is the second one. High paying and high drama is the third one. And low paying and low drama is the fourth one. When you hear these listed out, it's obvious that we want the high paying and low drama, and we don't want the low paying and high drama. It's the other two groups that cause so much grief. Again, go back and listen to that episode to hear the rest of what I share and why I mean those two groups are the grief ones. After reading these questions over and over again, and on that particular day, that's why I responded the way I did to multiple posts with the same exact answer. I just copied and pasted it. And my responses and feedback were thank yous. Thank you, thank you. I needed to hear that. Here's what I wrote. When you need clients badly, you take whatever you can get. Here's what I recommend. Get out there and add, add, add. Get unneedy. Then you can start dictating your terms. I was so excited about that answer. I felt it was so good. I copied it into my podcast notes and wanted an opportunity for a full podcast rant on the topic. So here is the rant. My message was simple. You have high drama in your business and probably low price. You can either continue to deal with it and continue to get overwhelmed and frustrated, or you can grow up and realize that you don't have a good culture fit. The lane that you want to drive in and the customers that you want to serve in are out there. You just have to go and find them. Analyze your business by looking at your best clients. What is similar in their demographics, their psychographics? Add more of these. Clone them. Who are your worst clients that are causing all of the grief, all of the drama? What is similar between them? Remove them. Did you hear me? Remove them. How do you do this? You need to create branding, marketing, and messaging that attracts like a magnet what you actually want and repels like the opposite side of the magnet what you don't want all successful companies that I have ever studied do this extremely well let's go back to my response I notice that people that complain about the wrong clients all the time are needy they are not able to fire those bad clients because they need the money or they need the clients for their employees to have somewhere to work They are dealing with the drama to keep the wheels on the bus moving along. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. While I'm dealing with all this drama, the drama goes round and round and round. But I don't want to get off the bus or stop it because I'm afraid and I'm too needy. This is a terrible strategy. My solution is simple. Get unneedy. There are plenty of great customers that are great for you. Get a pickaxe and mine for the gold. Go get you some new clients. Add, add, add. And when you do, you won't even come close to attracting those wrong clients because you'll sniff them out before they ever show up in your business. And that's what I mean by you'll be able to dictate your terms when you get to that point. You choose exactly who you serve. And when you hire, you choose exactly who is on your team. It's called culture. The culture of a winning team. Get one. And when you do, you won't be needy. You won't allow drama to happen. And you will remove drama in your life. Cleaning company. Are you a solo cleaner struggling with the issues in this episode and would like high-paying, low-drama customers? You need to access my ISO model. You can optimize your solo cleaning business to earn over $50,000 profit cleaning less than 20 hours per week without employees, subs, or drama. Get access to this game-changing training for only $57 per month in the Solo Elite membership at smartcleaningschool.com forward slash elite. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.